0: The Secret of Contentment, Philippians 4, verses 10 through 23. The Apostle Paul, instead of having spiritual ups and downs as the situation changed, he went right on, steadily doing his work and serving Christ. His personal references at the close of this letter indicate that he was not the victim of circumstances, but the victor over circumstances. I can accept all things Philippians 4:11 Philippians 4:13 I can do all things Paul said I have all things Philippians 4:18 Paul did not have to be pampered he to be content he found his contentment in the spiritual resources abundantly provided by Christ Jesus contentment is not complacency Nor is it a false peace based on ignorance. The complacent believer is unconcerned about others while the contented Christian wants to share his blessings. Contentment is not an escape from the battle, but rather an abiding place and confidence in the midst of the battle. I have learned in whatsoever state I am, Paul said, therewith to be content. In Philippians uh, 4, verse 11, two words in that verse are vitally important, learned and content. The verb learned means it learned by experience. Paul's spiritual contentment was not something that he had immediately after he was saved. No, he had to go through many different experiences of life in order to learn how to be content. The word content actually means contained. It is a description of the man whose resources are within him so that he does not have to depend on substitutes without. The Greek word means self-sufficient and was a favorite word of the Stoic philosophers, but the Christian is not sufficient in himself. He is sufficient in Jesus Christ. Because Christ lives within us, we are adequate for the demands of life. And in this chapter, Paul named three wonderful spiritual resources that make us adequate and they give us contentment. In chapter 4, verse 10, in, in this day of scientific achievement, we hear less and less about the providence of God. We sometimes get the idea that the world is a vast natural machine and that even God himself cannot interrupt the wheels as they are turning. But the word of God clearly teaches the providential workings of God, of the Holy Spirit in nature and in the lives of his people. The word providence comes from two Latin words, pro, meaning before, and video, meaning to see. God's providence simply means that God sees to it beforehand. It does not mean that God simply knows beforehand because providence involves much more. It is the working of God in advance to arrange circumstances and situations For the fulfilling of his purposes. The familiar story of Joseph and his brothers illustrates the meaning of providence. And you can find that in Genesis chapters 37 through 50. Joseph's brothers, they envied him and they sold him as a slave when he was only 17 years old. He was taken to Egypt and there God revealed that seven years of famine were coming after seven years of plenty. It was through Joseph's interpretation, actually, of of Pharaoh's dreams that this fact was discovered. And because of that, Joseph was elevated to the position of second ruler in Egypt. After 20 years of separation, Joseph's brothers were then reconciled to him and they understood what the Lord had done. In Genesis 45, it says, God did send me before you to preserve life. That's what Joseph said in Genesis 45, verse 5. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it to good. Genesis 50, verse 20. This is the providence of God, his hand ruling and and overruling in the affairs of life. Paul experienced this divine providence in his life and ministry, and he was able to write. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. And you can find that in Romans 8, verse 28. God in his providence had caused the church at Philippi to become concerned about Paul's needs and it came to the very point or the very time that paul needed their love the most they had been concerned about they had been concerned about paul but they had lacked the opportunity to help many christians today have the opportunities but they lack the concern life is not a series of accidents it is a series of appointments i will guide thee with mine eye Psalms 32 and 8, Abraham called God Jehovah-Jireh, meaning the Lord will see to it, Genesis twenty-two fourteen, 14. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goes before them, John 10 and verse 4. This is the providence of God, a wonderful source of contentment. In chapter 4, verses 11 through 13 Paul was quick to let his friends know that he was not complaining his happiness did not depend on circumstances or things his joy came from something deeper something apart from from either poverty or prosperity most of us have learned how to be abased because when difficulties come we immediately run to the lord but few have learned how to abound Prosperity has done more damage to believers than has adversity. In Revelations 3, it says, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. The word instructed in Philippians 4.12 is not the same as learned in Philippians 4.11. Instructed means initiated into the secret. This word was used by the pagan religions with reference to their, quote, inner secrets. Through trial and testing, Paul was initiated into the wonderful secret of contentment in spite of poverty or prosperity. Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It was the power of Christ within him that gave him spiritual contentment. The most important idea, unless we draw on the deep, deeper and deepest resources of God by faith, we fail against the pressures of life. We must go deep. We must draw deep. We need God in deeper ways, in higher ways. Paul depended on the power of Christ at work in his life he said i can do all things through christ that was paul's motto and and it can be our motto too i can do all things through christ and if i was to finish that who strengthens me i'm ready for anything through the strength of the one who lives within me that's the way that jb phillips translated philippians 4:13 the living bible puts it this way i can do everything god asks me to do with the help of christ who gives me the strength and the power. No matter which translation that you prefer, they all say the same thing. The Christian has all the power within that he needs to be adequate for the demands of life. We need only release this power by faith. Every Christian ought to read Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret by Dr. and Mrs. Howard Taylor because it illustrates this principle of inner power in the life of a great missionary to China. For many years, Hudson Taylor worked hard and he felt that he was trusting Christ to meet his needs, but somehow he had no joy or liberty in his ministry. And then a letter from a friend opened his eyes to the adequacy of Christ. It said, It is not by trusting my own faithfulness, but by... Excuse me, but by looking away to the faithful one, he said. And this was a turning point in his life. Moment by moment, he drew on the power of Christ for every responsibility of the day, and Christ's power carried him through. Jesus taught this same lesson in the sermon on the vine and the branches in John chapter 15. He is the vine, Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. It says a branch is good only for bearing fruit. Otherwise, you may as well burn it. The branch does not bear fruit through its own self-effort, but by drawing on the life of the vine or by drawing on the life of Jesus is what it's saying. Without me, you can do nothing, John 15 and 5. So as the believer maintains his communion with Christ, The power of God is there to see him through. Philippians 4 verse 13 says, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. The, The overruling providence of God and the unfailing power of God are two spiritual resources on which we can draw that we might be adequate for the tasks of life. But there is a third resource in chapter 4, verses 14 through 20, Paul thanked the church at Philippi for their generous gift. He compared their giving to three very familiar things. A budding tree in verse 10. And the word flourished carries the idea of a flower or tree budding or blossoming. Often we go through a winter season spiritually But then the spring arrives and there is new life and blessings. There are new blessings. There is new life. The tree itself is not picked up and moved. The circumstances are not changed. The difference is the new life within. Paul looked on their missionary gift as an investment that would pay them rich spiritual dividends. The word communicate is our familiar word fellowship. The church entered into an arrangement of giving and receiving. The church gave materially to Paul and received spiritually from the Lord. The Lord keeps the books and he will never fail to pay one spiritual dividend. That church is is poor that fails to share materially with others. And then in verse 18, Paul looked on their gift as a spiritual sacrifice, laid on the altar to the glory of God. There are such things as spiritual sacrifices in the Christian life. See First Peter 2 verse 5. We are to yield our bodies as spiritual sacrifices, Romans 12, Romans 12, 1 and 2, as well as the praises of our lips, Hebrews 13 and verse 15. Good works are a sacrifice to the Lord, Hebrews thirteen sixteen, and so are the lost souls that we are privileged to win to Christ. Now here, Paul saw the Philippian believers as priests giving their offering as a sacrifice to the Lord. And then in the light of Malachi 1, verses 6 through 14, we need to present the very finest that we have to the Lord. But Paul did not see this gift as simply coming from Philippi. He saw it as the supply of his need from heaven. Paul's trust was in the Lord. There is an interesting contrast between Philippians 4.18 and Philippians 4.19. We might state it this way, say, if we were to paraphrase it, it might sound like this. You met my need and God is going to meet your need. You met one need that I have, but my God will meet all of your needs. You gave out of your poverty, but God will supply your needs out of his riches and glory. God has not promised to supply all of our greeds When the child of God is in the will of God, serving for the glory of God, then he will have every need met. Hudson Taylor often said, When God's work is done in God's way for God's glory, it will not lack for God's supply. Contentment comes from adequate resources. Our resources are the providence of God the power of God and the promises of God. These resources made Paul sufficient for every demand of life and they can make us sufficient too. In saying that, I want to say be so blessed and God bless you and amen. (laughs)